Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you so much for joining me on the show for another week. And uh, this week is going to be another solo show. Uh, there's no interview lineup for this week, so I'm actually going to be doing a Business with Bordeaux Journey Part 2. We did a Part 1 a couple months ago. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of people between then and now, and so I just want to share kind of some of the nuggets that I've learned in that time frame, a lot of the key things that I pulled out from all those interviews, and then some of the behind the scenes stuff that I've been uh, working with and some folks that I've met behind the scenes, because there's been a whole lot of great stuff going on. And uh, so first, I do want to thank uh, TrueStrengthApparel.com for being a patron for the show. Uh, great Christian clothing company. If you haven't checked them out, check them out at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Uh, they actually, uh, Aaron just did a team up with KJ52. If you know anything about Christian hip hop, then you will probably know about KJ52. And so, anyway, there's a new T-shirt that he's got out, so you can go check that out and uh, and rock that. And I also want to thank uh, WordPress Stan for being a patron for the show as well. Uh, Mr. WordPress Stan is an expert at WordPress. Uh, which is kind of a platform to build a website off of. And so if you need any help building a website, you're trying to get started at the, the very fundamentals, you can hit them up. And then if you need some advanced help as well, you can also hit them up too. So anyway, uh, this week, uh, I'm going to run through some of the interviews. Uh, if you haven't been listening to the show, then you can check it out on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and listen to these interviews I'm going to briefly talk about. And so... So, um, Aaron Knight, uh, I did this, uh, about two months ago, Aaron Knight, she is, uh, she's a manager and she is also a promoter, a music promoter. She has this thing called the Aaron effect and she kind of, uh, she kind of changed the way that she's trying to change the way we do concerts here in America. Uh, she's, she's just dealing really with uh, Christian hip hop. And so she's trying to promote that in the Atlanta area, but one of the key things that she was talking about in that whole entire interview that, that I really enjoyed and pulled out was it was the, the little small things that she went into doing that really made a huge difference. She was talking about a gentleman that she met that is really been uh, really big and, and big tours. And so I think it's the warped tour she was talking about. And she said that she just walked up, started talking to him. She didn't know him. He didn't know her. So she just went and talked to him. And God opened the door for her to be able to take the band she was with on tour. And so, you know, small things like that, that we don't really plan in, in our journeys are sometimes the biggest things. And so, and really one of the things I learned and I've thought about myself is that it's always really, really good to have a game plan for anything that you do. Anytime you have, you know, anytime you have a, a goal that you're trying to reach, it's good to set out a game plan sometimes you got to do things spur at a moment that maybe God's leading you to do and it'll open up a bigger door than you actually could have imagined. And so that's like super, super important to remember because there's so many times where I might reach out to somebody that I had no idea uh, would ever contact me back. And so I, sh I think I shared on the last journey was uh, Autonomous from Humble Beast. That's probably one of the, the biggest companies of somebody that I've interviewed. 
and so he runs uh, Humble Beast. He's the the founder and the owner of that. And so, you know, spur of the moment, I just figured I'd reach out, and he hit me back. He answered me. We had a wonderful interview. And um, so if you haven't heard that yet, make sure you go back and you you check that out. That's one of the first ones I've actually done for the show. And so, yeah, those small things. Uh, thanks to Aaron Knight for sharing that. I also shared, um, I had a solo, inter- uh, not solo interview, I had a solo episode where I was talking about the importance of time and just how really allocating time to, to good and productive things. And not just in like a business capacity, but you know, whether it's talking about family, just hanging out with your children for a few minutes and playing with them. And, um, yes, last night or yesterday, I put my phone down for like 30 minutes and just laid in the bed and, uh, was laying there, uh, watching something with my, my wife and daughter. And it was actually, it, it felt good to not feel like I was checking my phone and, and constantly looking at something, trying to keep my brain functioning. I just kind of relaxed for a minute and I need to do a lot of that. And, uh, and I just had my anniversary. And so one of the things that we're talking about is spending more quality time together. And so making sure that you, you think about the, the little bit of time, cause we only have a little bit of time in our life and we don't even know how much time that is. It's not like we can measure the time in our lifetime. Like we have no idea how much time we really have. And so every day is really, really, uh, special to all of us. And so we need to treat that time special and make sure we're using it in a responsible way, uh, being effective, being efficient and, you know, prioritizing it with the people that we love and the things that we love doing. And so, so the next one after that was, uh, JSLA. I met him through the Vossier Cornerstone, um, grow the heck up. And so he does social media marketing. He does YouTube. He does video production. He does so much stuff. And that was probably one of the longest interviews I've actually done, but there was so much gold in there. And, there were so many things that you could pull out from that episode, but you know, some of the key things that we talked about was, um, how he's done like the video production that he's done for other companies. And whenever he was uh, a young guy at church, he was realizing that working with some of the people that were not necessarily in the areas that he wanted to work in, he was able to learn so much. And so, from that, I was really just thinking about how a lot of times we just need to talk to, to, to people like, don't try to think about, uh, who I need to talk to, to elevate to the next level. I mean, it's good to surround yourself with people that are in the line of work that you want to do because you want to learn from those who are more experienced than you in whatever areas you want to work in. But sometimes talking to a completely random stranger who is nowhere near the line of work you want to do we give you some great pointers that you can transition into what it is you're doing, how you can apply it in a different way. And so um, I appreciate him sharing that. And there were so many uh, things that we talked about YouTube and how, uh, how you can really maximize your YouTube presence to build a following on YouTube and then social media marketing in general, because if you're running a business now, even if it's like a brick and mortar type of business, you, you really need to have an online presence and social media presence. And I think like, 50% of the time spent on internet at all is spent on social media. So you got to get your social media game up. If not, you're not going to get uh, a lot of awareness of your brand, of your product. And uh, so, I mean, unless you're physically building pools, uh, then you can kind of take a, a small area approach, but you still kind of need to be on social media, even for that. 
because when somebody's looking for a pool that they want built, they're going to Google it. You want your name to pop up. And so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be all over the place online. And, uh, then, uh, speaking of Mr. Chris Dawson, the next interview I did was with DJ Jeremiah from track stars music. And that was honestly, I'd say that's probably the most fun interview that I have done on the show. Uh, DJ Jeremiah, he's such a lighthearted guy and it just, I don't know. Like I, I just loved like, he's just so laid back and he's always joking and it was just a really fun interview. And we were talking about, um, one of the things that, that he did mention that I thought was really good for people to understand is like when you're, you're branding, uh, even different areas in your company, in your business, like if you're doing multiple things, then you need to have a collective brand for all of that to get recognized. And we talked about like track stars and how they had kind of a label that were starting called FMG. And the problem was, is FMG didn't have any like on the outside, you, you couldn't see like track stars. It wasn't like a track stars name tied to it. It was just a freedom music group. And so they decided to go from that to track stars music because track stars already had a following. And so they decided they were going to use that platform to put their music with it. And that way it would have more of an awareness whenever they said track stars music instead of just FMG. So, that was a really, really awesome interview. And then he kind of, he suggested that I maybe talk to his wife because uh, she helped with the project release of Mr. Sean David Grant on his one years project. And so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. <clears throat> but after that, um, I talked to the current owner of Rep to King Mag, Mr. Stedman Robinson. And the cool thing about this was uh, Stedman Robinson, he didn't have any kind of background at all in magazine printing, nothing magazine related at all. And, but he felt, um, he had been doing a lot of stuff. He'd been an entrepreneur before. And he said that he just felt like God was telling him to try to take over this uh, magazine. And so he jumped into it, not knowing a whole lot about it. He started researching, he started learning, he started doing everything that he could to figure out the magazine business. And he's still doing that right now. He's still getting things going. He still, he still has the wheels turning and he's still getting everything lined up and everything for his big release the first issue since he's been in charge. And so it's really cool to, to really see that. And he also has a, a TV, uh, Rep to King TV, where he's able to help promote other people's, um, videos, music videos or commercials, anything like that. So anyway, man, make sure you check that episode out. Uh, Stedman Robinson. And if you don't already have a subscription to Rep to King mag, make sure you go and check it out. Rep to King Next up is Mr. GS. Now, GS, I met through Lavoisier Cornerstone as well. And uh, he actually owns his own label called I'm Doing Jesus. And if you know anything about uh, Bizzle, God Over Money, GS, is he's really got a tight connection with them. But one of the key things that I learned from, from my interview with GS, he was talking about how he signed with the record label with Bizzle. And they were so fresh into it. They were brand new into doing this whole entire record label thing. And that they kind of got in over their heads. And they ended up deciding to kind of, for GS not to be on the label. Now, they still remain friends. And GS actually has a lot of things that he actually does for God Over Money. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, because a lot of times, you know, business and our personal lives, they kind of get tied in together. 
And so if you're doing business with a friend and the business stuff doesn't work out many, many, many times that affects the actual friendship of the people. And that's something that you don't want to happen because, you know, generally care for this person that you're doing business with. And, but at the same time, if you're talking about there's money coming into the business, you don't want that money to make the friendship feel kind of funny. And so you got to have, you got to make sure the structure of the relationship is clearly drawn out. There's clean cut lines. Don't leave anything blurry because you don't want something to happen. And then, you know, the friendship end. So I appreciated the fact that he was able to take what he learned from the beginnings of God over money and the kind of things that they saw at the very beginning of that record label. And he was able to turn that, reapply it into his own record label and still remain friends and still do business with God over money because he actually does a lot of media work for them. So that was really, really great. Now, Maya Dawson, this may be one of my favorite, uh, one of the most important interviews that I've done in terms of concept of the actual the topic of the interview and we talked about a lot of things but one of the main things that I thought was super important she was talking about the creation process and the release process for Sean David Grant's album Wonder Years and she was talking about uh, goal focus and how there were two strategic goals there were two goals that they set for this album release and that was to recoup the money and I think the other one was um Ah, man, I think it was awareness. I can't remember. (laughs) Ah, man, I got to look at my notes. But anyway, there were two main goals that they were working on for this album. And every time they thought of doing anything on a creative aspect, they had to make sure that what they were going to do, what that was being suggested was to reach the goal, the main goals. Because a lot of times as business owners, as creatives, entrepreneurs, even in ministry work, we always have really, really wonderful ideas, like fantastic ideas that we like to, we, we think about it and we're like, man, it'd be so cool if we could do this, that, and the other, that'd be creative. I think people would like it. But if we do that and it is not in line with the main goals for what we're trying to do, then we can get sidetracked and then the goals are missed. And then at the end of the day, we're lost because we have all these wonderful things out there but the actual goals that we set are not being hit. And there was a lot of things that she said were suggested, but she had to make sure that it tied into the main goals that were set. Now I will say this as Christians, a lot of times we might set goals, hopefully led by the spirit. And then if those goals do change, we have to make, we have to figure out why there's a change in goal. Cause there have been some places, some companies that they had a goal, but then halfway into it, they figured out that their goal wasn't actually really what they wanted to do. And so like the whole entire vision of something, cause you set goals to reach, to, to do the reach the vision of the company. And so those goals may end up changing if it's not, going with the actual vision of the overall company. And so it's really good to have a people and a team around you. That was something else that she emphasized was having that team to make sure that there were different perspectives of people that were making sure that you were hitting those goals. And so yeah, that interview with Maya Dawson was really, really good. A lot of people had great comments on it. 
the next one is uh, I had with Dale Gladding from Risk Takers for Christ. Now, this was kind of a different type of interview because uh, Dale Gladding, he does ministry work full time. He had uh, the first ministry was a prison ministry, Saints Prison Ministry. And that ministry had a, a yearly income of uh, over $600,000 which it isn't like one of the top ministries in you know in America there's millions of millions of millions of dollars in ministry work but this was you know it was a good size definitely and he did it full time and he worked in it you know he he slowly transitioned from going like completely volunteer to part time to full time and so it was really interesting the way he transitioned and so but I mean, the real, real big thing about this was the way he was being creative on how to fund the ministry. And so whenever you're starting a ministry and ministry is a little bit different from a business, especially if you're doing a for profit business, you know, you're, you're really like people understand that you're trying to make some money to either grow the business or hire more people or anything like that. But when you're doing a ministry, it's, you know, people might look at the, the money a little bit different. And so he was talking about how uh, the different structure of the way they were able to bring money into the ministry and how uh, for Saints Prison Ministry, they had athletes that went out and raised money. And that money was used to be able to fund the different trips that they did to prisons and things like that. So it was a really great interview. He, he even sent me um, a Bible study book, which is really awesome. And so he's got three books out there, but uh, you can go to... Um, Risk Takers for Christ, a website, and check it out or go to his website, Dog Gladdings or Gladding. And so, anyway, that was a really great interview and I enjoyed that. And then the next one, <laughs> Cindy Seymour. This one is funny because whenever I posted the, um, the kind of, uh, the info, the description of the show, a lot of people were really thrown off. But Cindy Seymour, she owns um, a body movement studio called Bombshell Movement studios and it's pretty much a pole dancing studio yes she is a christian but the biggest thing about this was she was i mean you had to listen to the story i can't i can't redo the whole entire story but she was she was definitely uh open to listening to god and waiting to make sure she had confirmation from god to do what she felt like she was being led to do and so I think this is super important because, you know, right now and probably throughout his whole entire career ongoing, you know, an individual like Lecrae, he's been moving from a, a, a Christian type of music audience to a non-Christian type of music audience. And I mean, the music's still for Christians, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I mean? And so, but, so she had this idea for a dance studio that involved pole dancing. And obviously, you know, whenever you're thinking of a Christian career, it doesn't involve a pole. And so she was very particular and very careful on how she approached this business. But her pastor in a sermon confirmed, <laughs> he inadvertently confirmed that it's okay for her to do this. And so she was in a lot of prayer uh, and she still stands bold on her faith, even in her studio. She's got scriptures all over the place. She talks about her faith. And so she's really, really, she makes sure that she's intentionally bold in her faith in this business that brings in some you know, non-Christian folks. 
And it's always important that we don't try to stray away from our faith whenever we have a business because we might scare off non-Christians or non-believers or even those who hate Christians. Because a lot of times you may have that one person whose life gets completely changed because you're a responsible business owner and you're standing on your faith. So if you're seeing there may be somebody that comes to your door who also wants to start a business, but they don't know that, okay, I can be a representative of Christ in an honest way and still run a successful business for profit or nonprofit. You know, it's good to be that example and try to build that for anybody else out there coming under you. Speaking of which, she actually does do some consulting as well for other ladies who are trying to start businesses or who are in the midst of starting a business. So super, super great interview. Uh, again, that was Sydney Seymour. So you can check that out on the podcast. And then the last interview I've done um, that I shared this time or since the last <clears throat> journey was with Rob Harden. And that's a rare breed. He is a full-time music artist now. He just started it like four or five months ago. And I love this story because he was really breaking down, like he broke down the cost of what it cost him to do his, his work. And so what he started doing is making commercials for companies. And so he, he goes to a company, he pitches them an idea of him making them a music video that would be that you know he's done something that's gone viral all over uh youtube and social media and so he's taken that and he's able to make some really creative videos for companies to market their brand and their company with and so he's able to do this and it's really cool because uh so far every company that he's worked with has been christian-owned companies which is you know it's cool to know that there's some uh christian businesses doing business with other Christian businesses. I really enjoy that. But, you know, obviously we don't want to stay in that niche market. But anyway, he talked about the cost breakdown of what it costs him to do a commercial, the transition of keeping track of every cost because, you know, before where he was kind of doing it kind of for fun, now he's doing it to bring in income. And then you have to file taxes in a different way. There's so many things that he's transitioning in, but I enjoyed the fact that with this particular interview, he is still fresh into that transition. And that's why I really wanted to get him on the show was to kind of share that transition in, in lifetime action. Cause a lot of times, a lot of business owners have already kind of done the transition and they're at another level in their, their, their business plan instead of just getting started. But you know, he talks about the hard times, the good times, and so it was really good. Uh, that's the the very last in the interview that came previous to this particular interview that you're listening or show that you're listening to right now. And so, yeah, those are the interviews that I have done since the very first Business with Bordeaux journey, uh, the part one that I did three months ago, it looks like. And so anyway, uh, just a couple more things I wanted to share before I end this episode. Uh, it's interesting since the last episode, I had a gentleman reach out to me from uh, the Work Smart Show. And it's a new show that's getting ready to come out. It's getting ready to air. It's going to be a podcast radio show. It has a website with a daily blog. And so he reached out to me um, a couple months ago and said that he found me through Track Stars and that he loved what I was doing. They were thinking about doing this. He's got a team that were going to be trying to do the same thing if he could have me on for an interview. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. It'd be awesome. And then he asked me about possibly um, 
you know, sharing some of my content and I was like, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And to be that honest, I haven't actually told him this. So he'll be hearing this on the podcast for the first time when he listens to it. But the very first moment when I got that kind of a uh, uh, message, I was thinking, man, is this going to be like competition? Like, cause he, I mean, they're kind of doing the same thing a little bit and, um, and they have a team. So, and I'm kind of doing this solo, but then I just got to thinking, it was like, what is my mission? Like, what, what's the whole mission with business with Bordeaux is to help small Christian business owners get up and going, or those who were interested in starting a business to get the right starting point and making sure they got things lined up, business plan, all that kind of stuff. And then I got to thinking, I was like, well, I mean, that's what he's doing as well. He's giving tips and advice. And so overall, it's, it's almost like a partnership in that we're trying to reach the same goal. And the more things that they have to listen to, uh, the better for, for the, the listeners. And so, I mean, I think about myself. I listen to a couple of different Christian podcasts and I listen to uh, several business podcasts and none pulls away from the other for me. Now, I understand uh, time is a valuable thing and everybody has a limited amount of time. So you can't listen to all the podcasts you want to listen to. You can't watch all the shows that you're interested in. And so you have to stretch that time. And so, you know, if they have a two hour podcast, I have an hour podcast. If you only have an hour to listen to a podcast, what are you going to do? I understand that whole dynamic, but ultimately like this isn't a business for me right now. Uh, it's not something I'm doing to get paid. Uh, I'm not getting paid for this. You know, I'm not even covering the cost of doing the show on website and all that kind of stuff. But I love it whenever somebody approaches me and says, you know, I like what you said about this particular topic and I'm going to use that or I never thought of it that way. It gives me a new way of thinking about this, this topic or this whatever. And so that's what really, really makes, uh, that's what keeps me going. It's not the money behind it. It's not, you know, recognition. I mean, it feels good if somebody tells me I've done a great job. I mean, yeah, that feels good, obviously, you know, uh, but man wasn't made to be praised. God was. And so that's another thing to keep in mind too, is, uh, keeping that, that pride level down, I've always had a huge, huge pride issue. And so I have to keep myself in check all the time, but understanding that the mission behind starting your company, a lot of times can lead into doing partnerships or connecting with other people in your market, in your, uh, industry. And even if somebody else goes to them for business above you, if it meets their needs more and it fits along your mission, then you shouldn't be mad about that. And I realized, um, I was driving down the street the other day and I'll kind of end in this story riding down the street. And my wife, uh, she likes craft shops. So places like Hobby Lobby, Michael's, um, Joanne's is another one. And so, and all of them kind of have decent names behind them, but Hobby Lobby is like, I mean, as far as I know, I'm not a craft store expert, but Hobby Lobby is like the Walmart of craft stuff. So they have like, you know, material like yarn, um, cloth material. They have different little trinkets, scrapbooking stuff, picture stuff, flower stuff. They have pretty much everything you can need from a craft store. But where we live at, uh, Hobby Lobby is about 35, 40 minutes away. I'm right down the street about 10 minutes away, you have a Michaels and you have a Joann's. Now, 
all of these stores are kind of in the same market, but Joann's, uh, they have a lot of fabrics, a lot of fabrics and a lot of their store is set up for fabric and Michael's doesn't have as much fabric as Joann's does. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, so if somebody wanted fabric, they would go to Joann's, they wouldn't go to Michael's. So Michael is losing that business. But what Michael's can do is they can offer stuff that Joann's doesn't offer that people may want or need. And so in a way they're in the same industry, but they kind of help each other out because here's the idea. If you need fabric and you need the kind of stuff that Michael's carries and more specializes in, if you need all of those from one store, you got to drive all the way out to another city where in this scenario, these stores are uh, Michael's and Joann's is about a mile apart. So you can go from one store to the next store and be done instead of having to drive all the way to another city. And so in this aspect, that level of competition actually helps because, and this is different from like an online business, but it's still, it's kind of the same thing. If you're specializing in a certain area and there's somebody else who specializes in a different area, but it's kind of in the same industry, you can always team up together and partner up. And so, you know, one cool thing is like, I know that track stars are up to King mag. Uh, they've been working together for a little bit and they both do Christian media content, but at the same time, and they still you know they promote uh, music artists. And so it's, it's cool to see like different people that kind of partner up. When you think about uh, Chris Chicago and uh, Rapzilla, they teamed up to help uh, grow the radio show or the podcast radio show and so a lot of times whenever people they look like from the outside or even from the inside that they're competition a lot of times it's really smart to team up and partner and, and find a ways that you can help each other excuse me my throat's getting a little uh sore but find ways to help each other out and it still keeps the business going and you give people uh, a wider variety of options of what they need and then what you can do is you can point to each other. You can direct business to other people. And so it's it's always good to do that. Uh, find people you can partner with. And my blog for this week is actually going to be when when the competition becomes partners and, or a partnership. I got to figure out the title for it. So anyway, you can check out that blog posting on uh, businesswithbordeaux.com. And as long or as well as the other podcast episodes and everything that's related to business with Bordeaux is on the website. And so anyway, that's pretty much it for the show this week. Um, I'm sorry I didn't have an interview. I know a lot of times the interviews are more interesting than hearing just one person. <laughs> so I do apologize for that. But hopefully a little bit of something has some way helped you out. Or if anything else, I've directed you to a podcast episode that'll help you out because all of these episodes have been really wonderful and um, and I just want to thank, I really want to thank Trackstars for allowing me, uh, again, I thank them all the time, but the platform to be able to get this whole entire creative process started because if it wasn't for Trackstars, the show and business with Bordeaux probably would not exist. And so anyway, shout out to them and I appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, if you do share it, I appreciate that. And I think pretty soon we're going to have another true strength giveaway. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out the details on that and I will probably announce them hopefully next week. I'm not sure, but just keep an ear out 
and uh, I'm trying to figure out we may give away one of the KJ52 shirts. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and I do want to thank True Strength Apparel for being a patron for the show, and make sure you check out everything that's going on, including that new shirt that we may end up trying to give away soon. And then we also want to thank uh, WordPress Stan for helping people uh, get their websites up and going. And so if you need help with WordPress, um, I've, I've kind of thought about trying to create a WordPress website because, uh, you know, currently I use Squarespace for my website and it works wonderfully, but I know sometimes you can be limited to what you can do. And so, yeah, I might look into it myself. So I'm going to hit you up WordPress Stan and see what, uh, what kind of advice you can give. So anyway... I thank you again for listening. Make sure you tune in next week. Uh, I'm going to give you details, hopefully, about another True Strength giveaway. And you can win yourself a free t-shirt. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks and God bless.